Hi guys, my name is Kemi Falami. I'm an indie game developer at Oblivio Studios. I'm currently creating a 2D fighting game with dynamic combat mechanics and deep storytelling. I've also implemented some Nigerian cultural undertones into the game, so I'm sure you guys would love it. For more details on the DSC Allegiance, check out Project Random podcast page. And thank you, and see you guys. Hi, everyone. I know, I'm one week behind on submitting my podcast for the week. But I promise you that this is worth it. It's worth the wait. Now, first things first, let me tell you why I was a little bit late. Oh, by the way, this is Mina. Just in case you're a first-time listener and you're wondering who the hell is talking, it's Mina. And this is the Project Random Podcast. The reason why I was so late in bringing out this episode is because of the social media week, Lagos. And I was there all through the week and I go home really late every single day because of the traffic. So there was no time to edit. And I should have planned ahead, except I didn't get the content on time. But like I said, it's worth the wait. Now this story is another love story. It was meant to come out in February to celebrate love month, but because I am a tad bit late and because this is still a really good story and I really do not want to, well, I don't want to cheat you of this beautiful story. So, and I'm going to do it because it's worth the listen, I promise you. It's a story of love and it is from one of my very, very good friends and her husband. The thing about it is that they are they are pretty much a very great inspiration for love and their story is inspiring and it's beautiful and it's worth at least 30 minutes of your time. My voice, you can, you know, fast forward my voice, but listen to the great story ahead. And what I did in this situation, because I couldn't get them in the studio at the same time, was to get them to send in answers to specific questions. So it's going to be like an interview kind of base kind of thing. So you listen to it and then please, like I said, always please give me feedback. Not personally by sending me an email because we don't get credit for that outside the email. Please send it or rather posted on audio room or on itunes where everyone can see and so like it and then we post and we share and like and you know get us out there and get people to know what we're doing here um it's called project random podcast and this is a story of love <laughs> so enjoy Introducing Lolade and Jise. Um, this is their love story, and I'm going to start with a series of questions. Obviously, you can tell who Jite is and who Lolade is. Lolade is a female, and Jite is the male. 
I just it just occurred to me that they are both um, <laughs> they are both um, names that <laughs> that could be for either sexes. <laughs> So, um, Jite's the guy, Jite's the husband, and Lolade is the female, so, <laughs> is the wife, so, um, please <laughs> use that as identification markers when you're listening. Um, first question, how did you meet? So, how did we meet? Um, I met Lola D over 10 years ago, quite a while ago when we were in university. Um, she was this cute girl with a British accent that um, I didn't really know, but a friend of mine was really good friends with her friend. So, one day we went to visit um, and we hung out. So we were just chatting and gisting, and it was just weird because I felt this kind of ease of conversation with her, um, and it all just made sense. Um, so we were chatting for hours. Um, I, I think all our friends went to get food or something, and we just kept talking. Um, and then late at night, really, really late, um, my friends got back and said it's time to leave. So I was like, okay, cool, awesome. It's really great to meet you. It was great chatting with you, and I hope I'll see you later. And she was like, yeah, sure thing. Um, and uh, yeah, that was it. She kind of disappeared after that. She, I never really spoke to her again at school. Um, and time just passed. And then years later, we met on the interwebs, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and I was doing my master's. This is after a while of just, you know, saying hi to each other on on social media. Um, and when I was doing my master's, we started talking on Instagram. Um, and I told her, like, look, I'm coming back to Nigeria. When I get back, we got to see. It's going to be awesome. Um, and yeah, when I got back, I called her and she came over she was actually going on a date and came to see me before that so um i literally just told her that uh yeah you know i've liked you all this time and i don't know who you're dating or what you're doing but uh if there's a queue i'm in front <laughs> so i don't want to know that you met somebody else after this conversation and fell for them and they asked you out first or whatever but yeah just know i'm there and um that's pretty much how we started Let's see, we met in Ghana at a point in my life where I was just like, I was already seeing someone. And we were sort of, I heard about him through friends and um, I, you know, it was just, you know, you meet somebody and you just sort of have this weird connection with them and you find yourself having this very long conversation. And I instantly thought to myself, wow, what an awesome person, run because I'm very big on monogamy and, you know, to me it made sense. Now, if you ask him, his version will be that I ran away. My version is I simply ran because um, the integrity of the thing mattered to me that I was still true to the person I was with at the time. What was your first date like? Were there any nerves or anything like that um 
first date our first date it would be a bit confusing okay actually yes our first date would definitely have to be uh we went for this interactive play at uh freedom park i think it was called um make we walk out or something like that and you walk around the park and there's little interactions different places you know one spot there's a girl who just broke up with her boyfriend and she comes and she's she talks to you guys and then the boyfriend comes and begs her back it was really nice um it was just it was so easy just being together it wasn't i wasn't nervous i was nervous before because actually that's a point i didn't have a car and i think she picked me up and then we went together and it was just fun i mean it was cultural and clever um and yeah that was that was really awesome it was just really nice it's a very good first date actually and it was her choice of course she's a smart one First date. First date, first date was actually pretty awesome. We went to Freedom Park. There was an open theater uh, performance. This open theater performance is happening in the park. And that was pretty great because, you know, um, he hadn't seen anything like that in Lagos. I felt like I knew the park well enough. I was comfortable. And we walked around and talked. But uh, fortunately, unfortunately, you know, uh, an improv, an sorry, an improv theater cast is doing a show, and of course they meet like, oh, what a lovely couple. So it kind of added a little tension. Um, but that wasn't the first time we'd seen each other uh, in Lagos. The first time that was for me the big one because um, it was just like as if no time had passed at all. It was the same person, awesome to talk to, and great. So I'm going to add some insight into this. You see, Lada and I go way, 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 way back. And we hadn't seen in quite a while. The reason being that she was not in country and then I wasn't in country. And the last time I saw her was like in 2000 and um, I think it was 2009 or 2000. Yeah, 2009. And we were communicating via phone calls. I think WhatsApp or BBM. But I think aside from that, we had absolutely no idea like how to even like merge our our like sit sit have an idea of how we're going to sit down and talk and catch up and everything so this day i decided to go to freedom park for play it was a friend i was invited by a friend and actually went with my boyfriend at that time and i remember very clearly i i saw her from a, from way back and i was screaming oh my god Lale. And, you know, you can get how that I look like like that, or how, why I was looking like that, because I hadn't seen her in such a very long time, and she is, you know, one of my closest friends. And seeing her over there, you know, I ran over, I hugged her, and we talked. And then right there, and then smack right there, in the middle of that date, I, I kind of, like, gate crashed that date. <laughs> I stopped, and I was, you know, talking to Lodi, and gisting, gisting, gisting. And then Lodi goes, oh, snap, um, sorry. <laughs> This is my date, <laughs> GT. <Jitay. laughs> 
Because <laughs> I, I was not like I was dismissing him, but I was like, Lolani, I haven't seen you in ages. Do you get? And I saw him and I'm like, oh, hi, what's up? How you doing? She was like, oh, I'm on a date, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I'll leave you to it. And when this play happened, I think 2013 stroke 2014, something around that. I think it was 2014. I can't be sure. I really have bad memory when it comes to some things. <laughs> So um, whenever it happened, that's when it happened. And um, I remember gate crashing their first date, actually. I remember that very clearly because it is just one of those things. Um, so that's just my tiny addition to that story. See, it's so awesome like that. <laughs> okay, then. Next question. So how long have you been together? Um, so we've been together for a little bit. Um, if you exclude the eight to ten years of her avoiding me, which is what I like to call her, her dodging years, um, we dated for about a year, just over a year before we got married. Um, we were married for about a year before she got pregnant. Um, and yeah, so about three years now. But. It's been wonderful. Hmm, let's see, dating and marriage, it would be, what, three years now? Wow, it's only three years. It really doesn't feel like three years. It feels like I've been with this person forever. And at the same time, for no time at all. Because when you're actually having fun with someone, you realize, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a pretty cool time. Uh, Jite, how did you know she was the one? Because I know a lot of people think that it's like an instantaneous um, kind of thing, but I think it's, a, it's more instant, instantaneous than it is um, a long-term kind of decision. Like, okay, maybe she's the one. No, I think it's more instantaneous. But GTA, how did you know she was the one? So yeah, I'm gonna say this was an easy one. Um, since the first day I met Lola Day, I kind of felt something. And I knew that, uh, I knew that she was awesome. I knew that I felt perfectly comfortable around her. I love the fact that we had the same kind of mindset and like she got me. Um, yeah, we just knew Well, I knew. I knew from the outset um, and I still know today. Like, you know that cheesy thing when someone finishes your sentences? Yeah, she she does that. Like even when I've not even started the sentence, she's <laughs> finished the sentence. So yeah, we, we just we just always knew. You see, the thing about this, this story is when you listen to Lolade's version of how they met and the reason why blah, 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 she ran, you know officially by that story that he was the one. And I don't know about her version. She's going to tell you her version in a second or two. But the thing about it is Lolade's version is... Lolade's version, she should have known girl you should have known that he was the one from the very first day you met him 
I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, so that's pretty much it. Ha, now, I knew he was the one when I said to him, because I, you know, like I said, we'd met up and we had this long conversation. I had the speech. I'd been giving all my male friends and anybody who'd been trying to hit on me. Because the truth of the matter is that year, I was really trying to focus on myself and my personal well-being. So I decided that I didn't want to date anybody. And what mattered to me was that I kept my friendships intact. So I told him and I said, look, quite frankly, I have terrible track record with relationships. I just want you as a friend because I find you to be a very precious person to me. So let's just be friends. And this man goes, okay, all right, I hear you. That's interesting. No. And he pointed like a little me, no, and said, look, you're going to say, the next thing you know, you now say I dated somebody else and, you know, you don't have time for me. So I just want you to know I'm here. And that threw me for a second. It threw me completely because I wasn't expecting that. And then the next thing he now went ahead and did was, it's not even something that he did consciously. I don't think he's always made me feel safe. I've never felt anything, but this human being is out for my well-being. Did you guys almost break up? And why? Um, how did you resolve it? Was it something that was so catastrophic that it would have greatly destroyed the relationship? We've never had one of those, oh my God, I don't think I, I, I'm gonna, we're gonna need time apart. We've never had that since we got together. I don't see how I could continue without her. I know that sounds weird, but I've never had those moments where I think, uh, yeah, I need to break, or uh, yeah, I think I'm done for now, or we never had that. We, we've had arguments, but because we kind of know each other, we don't argue for long. Um, and when we were dating, we always said, never go to sleep on an argument. Um, so we always resolve everything as soon as possible, as awkward as it sounds. And she gave me the password, basically. That if there's any issue, all I need to do is talk to her and give her a hug. And then we'll, it'll pass. And it always does. Did we almost break up? No, no, we've never had a moment where we've opted to walk away from this. Although you could argue, and he probably would, that the moment before we started dating might be considered something along those lines. But no, um, the advantage of the time between when we met and when we actually got together um, was exactly that time and maturity set in and I, and I swear it has nothing to do with all of that even still it's also just grace and God and the choice that no matter what you know you can always talk it out there's nothing beyond simple understanding and compromise What has it been like being married to your best friend? Because you should see them together. They are besties. They are 
really good friends and I think that's what most people aspire to have in their relationships to have someone that understands them completely you know has their is in their corner has their back yeah so how is has that experience been like because a lot of people go oh I can't marry my best friend because he's my best friend he's my friend zone but <laughs> I think a best friend is a good is a good place to start if you are planning to get married and find love Uh, it's amazing being married to, and I think most couples attest this, especially good ones. Is, um, you find that this is the person you want to tell your life to. It's led me to down the path of uh, radical honesty, where now I find I even tell a uh, perfect strangers exactly what I'm thinking because I'm so used to being unbridled in my thought process because I can actually say to him this is what I'm feeling I'm scared today I'm happy today I'm awesome today it's a weekday I'm tired it's there are um, there's no limit to a, a, a couple who finds balance this way because you basically have each other's back and no matter what you think you're doing on your own if you share it with that other person he'll see an angle you didn't see before and you just make things work. You know, not that single people can't make things work, but you make things work better. <laughs> What's it like being married to my best friend? Um, it makes life easy um, and it kind of makes a lot of things irrelevant. Because you know how, like, you're at work and you're tired and you're busy and you're like, I need to go see my friends and hang out. I haven't seen them in a while. You know, I don't, I don't really get that. And it's kind of selfish. Um, she's like my friend. So, like, I don't ever feel like I've, I'm missing out on anything because she's there. Um, I think we, we kind of do rely on that a bit much, but that's it she's my best friend she's the person that i want to talk to she's the person i want to tell when something weird happens and yeah that's it's just i don't know it seems unfair but it's just easy and she's my go-to how do you keep the love alive and um what things amaze you about each other? Um, why, why are, what are the things that amaze you about each other? Qualities, quirks, you know, those kind of things that make you go, oh, that's lovely, or oh my God, no, goodness, that's GTA, you know, that kind of thing. So how do we keep the love alive? I think that kind of relates to the last thing I just said. Um, she's my best friend. She um, is the cutest person I know. She's super sweet. Like walking home from walking in home from work and seeing her smile, it makes my day. Um, if I see like a 
a, a snack that she likes, I can't help but buy it because I know I'm going to get that smile. Or, you know, if I see some jewelry that she could have made, I take a picture of it and I'll show it to her and I'll be like, oh my God, this would be awesome. And then like, I don't know, she's just, it's just easy. Like keeping the love alive is easy when it's somebody that you want to make happy. Um, I don't have to constantly remind myself, oh, we need to be, I need to be cute today, or I need to buy her something, or, or I need to do this, or I need to do that. It kind of just happens because I want to do it. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's how we keep the love alive. We, we remember that we're boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, not just friends. And every now and then, you got to put the sexy on. That's just this is how things work. I mean, it doesn't have to be putting candles on and, and buying rose petals and all that. It could literally be uh, when she's working, give her a massage or when she's about to fall asleep, just, you know, put your arms around her. Those are the ways that we just have to keep reminding each other that we care. And it's it's more than just a friendship because we're in love. And Yeah. Uh, how do we keep the love alive? I don't think we've got to that stage. I mean, people argue this, but I, I don't think we've got to that stage where it starts to feel like it's getting although, although to be fair, um, we are very similar people, so we have a lot in common already. It's easy to find we want to spend time together doing things, but every now and again, when you do find that you're starting to feel like, uh, like getting a little dull here, again, conversation is key. Uh, and especially even talking when you don't know exactly what you're thinking because it's not fair to your partner to just go into a sulk because you know you're having internal issues and you don't share so they don't know they're not magical genies so oftentimes it's, it helps when we share with each other like okay this is how I'm feeling today this is what I'm worrying about this is whether it's money whether it's life whether it's well whether it's lights anything and everything and then keeping the love alive is, is easy as surprising each other with little things he knows my weaknesses he knows the little things that i enjoy and i try to do stuff for him that will surprise him and make him feel special because he works hard and he deserves it and i love him and i think he's awesome so it's pretty easy to want to keep doing things to just picture the smile on his face and I, you know that's like 90 percent of my motivation for almost any and everything realize like that last answer was exceptionally vague but i don't think that there's any specific textbook answer to how to keep things alive and how you know like in terms of qualities though i will say he's the smartest person that i know and also the most considerate and genuinely kind person i've ever met he makes me want to be a better version of myself every single day which can sometimes be pressure but most of the time, it's just inspiration. Are there any tips you'd like to give to anyone looking for love? If they are, please share, because there are people looking for love and they want to find it in the right corner and they don't just want to 
just um, stumble on it and destroy it and smash it without even knowing what it is so what tips would you give to anyone looking for love or trying to keep love or trying to sustain their love you have done it for a couple of years now so I mean I know it's young a lot of people go it's young they haven't done it for so long give them 15 more years and um, then we'll do that but then it's my podcast if you don't like it you can stop listening now and go this girl doesn't know jack shit about love but <laughs> I don't know what accent that was <laughs> but it's my podcast and I can't wait 15 years to hear the, the story so no I'm not going to wait 15 years for tips. I need the tips right now. And quite a number of people need tips. So please, (laughs) tips, share some tips. When people ask me for tips about, you know, finding the right person or being in love, I always say the same thing Um, all we have are words if you think about it wars are started with words the greatest romances are started with words even the most fantastical discoveries in this universe are shared with words so I always say use your words when I first met Lola I didn't understand that and by the time 10 years or whatever had passed um and we met again, I knew all I had were words. Like, if you don't let the person you know care, you care about, that you care about them, <clears throat> then they'll never know. So you need to talk to them. You need to understand how they think, how they feel, um, and do what makes you happy and what you think makes them happy. So it's, uh, it's literally just about finding someone that you connect with, someone that makes you smile, someone that when you're not with them, you don't think that, you know, the world is over, but you're just waiting to be with them. You find someone that laughs at your jokes, someone that thinks you're quirky, someone that you can feel some kind of balance with, because having a date or, you know, having a one night stand or having friends with benefits is not the same as finding the person you're gonna spend the rest of your life with. If the chemistry is there, but there's no, you know, longevity, no magic, I would say look for better. If there's magic and the conversation is amazing, but there's no physical chemistry, yeah, I'd say look for magic. Um, Life is short. I've seen a lot of couples that are together because, you know, just cause, um, or the sex is great, so they stick together that's not what makes a good relationship there's a lot more to it than that and um i just say like find someone that you're physically attracted to you're mentally attracted to and you can talk to because it's just going to be the two of you for a long time so talking helps feel qualified to give anybody tips on um you know trying to keep love i will say the one looking find the love within yourself for yourself first there is nothing like giving your partner the gift 
of you loving yourself first and not making them have to do the work of teaching you how to love you while they are learning to love you. I find a lot of fights, a lot of couples that I know tend to have stem from a place where, you know, while this man is trying to love you, you are doubting why his love would ever be true because the guy who was there before missed you up so badly. So now you're damaged. Meanwhile, if you took a minute to value that experience, what it was, take the lessons, move on, not necessarily before you met this other person, not before you met your partner, but like even during. I'm constantly finding days in my life where my past creeps up and causes what I call a brain fart, where I'll be like, you know, panicking about one thing or the other, something often something very ridiculous in our relationship, like some kind of mild burst of insecurity, for example. And when I stop myself, catch it and treat it before he is even aware of it, um, I call that a win because that all comes from having dealt with, or at least in my head, dealing with my own demons so that his love can flow to me unfiltered and I don't have to question why he loves me. And I don't think he does either. So um, that would be it for me, I think. The big one I found outside of all the other, you know, work hard, work hard at it, love each other, communicate, love your family. And notice I said your family, not his family or your separate family. It's all one blended family by virtue of your union. And if you decided as far as, okay, this is the person I want to marry, then automatically that's where you're at. Love them unconditionally because they're part of you now. And any good man will appreciate that because, you know, You've taken his and made it yours, and it's one less thing for him to have to worry about integrating you with his people. Okay, um, yeah. So that brings us to the end of the podcast. I know that I haven't, that this might be slightly shorter than normal, than my normal other podcasts, but I will return to regular <laughs> regular transmission by the next episode. Um, yes, another thing, aside from the usual stuff that I put out, uh, which is the random details about the podcast, um, the giveaway is still running. Uh, no one has gotten the answer right. Everybody's sending me emails and I don't know why. I said answer the questions in the comments section of the page. That's all I said. Please don't um, please don't send it to me via email or private. Message me. Uh, send me a friend request and send me the answers. I don't want that. <laughs> please don't do that. Put the answers in the comment section of Audio Boom or the Facebook page. Like the Facebook page and do that, and then we'll get go from there. You have to also be in Lagos for this to work out for me because I'm not going to ship anything to Kaduna or to Abuja or to Kano or to Imo states. I'm not going to do shit like that. So if you're in any other states, um, please unless you have a plan or unless you have plans to come to Lagos to collect these t-shirts because I want to take pictures with you this is not going to work out for me 
so another thing so it's the questions still apply uh go listen to the last episode if you want to win if you haven't that's if you haven't listened to the last episode also you can find us on all social media platforms as at um as rather as da project random podcast that is da project that is da project random podcast on all social media um, platforms that is facebook twitter and instagram if you have any fun stories you'd like us to do some digging or discussions on you can always tag us on any of those stories and we'll you know jump on it because i'm always i'm constantly looking for content and um, if you'd like to share some stories you can always send us an email um, project random podcast at gmail.com I know that I say this all the time and it's rather a tedious thing to do because every single episode has to have these details otherwise I'm just putting out my voice for nothing I really do want my audience to connect to me and connect to my content and connect to the stuff that I put out there Thank you, Lalari and GTA, for sharing your beautiful story. Thank you for listening and thank you for the feedback that I'm awaiting. <laughs> and this has been real, as usual. This has been real and signing out. This is Mina. Thank you for listening. Bye.